Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are thrilled to be sponsored by Vincere, a global ATS system that truly transforms the experience of every single user in the recruitment industry. We are also really proud to be partners to Needy, the bespoke gift matching service using psychology and AI to, to remove boring gifts and experiences. We'll tell you more about them later in the show. And we are also very proud to partner Inclusion Crowd, the diversity and inclusion specialist for the recruitment industry, something that you all need to know about. But again, more information later on in the show. Thank you for choosing to listen. Remember to click the subscribe or follow button so you'll be alerted to any new episodes that we release on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. But enough of this, let's jump into this week's guest. In this week's episode, I am thrilled to bring back to our community a guest who we had on when we first launched the podcast back in 2020, who had been a cohort member on the Hoxo Personal Brand Academy with me during lockdown, and is also a very long-standing contact of ours in our other guys as a recruitment to recruitment business as key recruitment. So I'm so excited that Kyle Winterbottom of Orbition Group and also the host of Driven by Data podcast, which is a global podcast, um, agreed to come back on the show because we talk about a plethora of things in today's show. So you're in for a treat. He talks to about us about his personal journey, having worked and lived abroad as a recruiter, which for a lot of you listening, that might be something that you're thinking of doing this year. And for leaders as well, how can you make that attractive to you know, potentially bringing in people from other countries? We also talk about how he's built his business with zero cold calling and what his views are. It's quite a contentious topic, actually. How has he built his business and does he recommend other companies drop the cold calling? How we can use data ourselves as a recruitment sector, because obviously he's a very passionate data and an analytics recruitment partner. So what can we do to maximize the data and analytics within our sector? And we just talk about recruitment generally. He's a wonderful, wonderful guest and he's very pragmatic and open and honest. And I hope you'd enjoy this episode as much as you did on the last one with him. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I'm beyond thrilled and privileged to be welcoming back to our community today uh, quite a well-known voice on LinkedIn himself and with his own global community. Uh, this is actually a guest we've had on previously, we think about 2020 and somebody that I've got to know very well on many levels over the last few years. I'm delighted to welcome to you today, Cal Winterbottom, who is the founder of Orbition Group and who's joining us today to talk about a multitude of things and share his insights with us. So welcome to you today, Kyle. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Two years. It's gone quick, hasn't it? Two years. It is two years. But I mean, we met many, many years ago in my other job as a rector And then obviously we joined as cohorts on the Hoxo Personal Brand Academy. It was about 2020, wasn't it? October 2020 yeah, yeah and we both we both graduated from there with flying colors I think <laughs> you and I were like level peg in terms of consistent performance I think we'll mm. have to ask Sean who the outright winner was <laughs> now there might be believe it or not under the rock of the global community which I think you know we, we talked off camera about the the number of countries where we've got listeners between us which is phenomenal but for those who are not yet familiar with your business and who you are give us a little headline as to what you do yeah, no problem. Um, so I've been in recruitment, what, 11, 12 years uh, now, started my career 
at S3, working in business intelligence and data, um, was fortunate uh, fortunate enough to travel to well move to Dubai to to help them launch a contract business out there. Then we moved to New York. Uh, then we came back. Um, so yeah, be, been around the block a little bit, and then set our ambition up um, September 2020, right in the midst of lockdown. Um, and effectively, we're you know a boutique talent solutions business operates exclusively in the world of data and analytics, headquartered in Manchester, uh, but work across the UK, Europe, and the US, um, mainly at mid to senior level. So we don't really do anything junior or, or entry level. You know, lowest salaries probably fifty odd k up into the kind of exec search regions. Then really, so yeah, um, that's kind of lean to two sides so the exec search side for kind of leadership appointments and then almost like um, mini rpo type of arrangements for scaling teams you know so we we kind of work on a, an exclusive retained basis um where it might be you know 40 50 hires over a 12 month period or 20 hires over a six month period or whatever the case may be Quite a brilliant business model, if I may say so myself. <laughs> and don't forget as well, you're also a fellow podcast host. Tell us a little bit about Driven by Data. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I was fortunate enough before I started Orbition to kind of get into the realms of events and podcasting. Um, so that became the kind of, you know, launch pad, if you like, of, of when I started the business that I was going to build everything from from that and kind of, you know, build a community that gave value back to that community and hopefully the rest of it would kind of take care of itself. So yeah, driven by day of the podcast, we launched in October, 2020. Um, we did 50 episodes in season one, 50 episodes in season two, we're into episode six or seven of, of season three now. Uh, and we've got over 17,000 listeners in 124 different countries as it as it currently stands so yeah to be honest with you it blew up into something much bigger than I <laughs> ever anticipated yeah. it would do well that and that's you know as a fellow podcast host I, thought, I mean first of all I applaud you that's phenomenal in terms of your listeners and in terms of your global reach who knew there were that many countries but on the series <laughs> note because you're consistent you've just said there yourself you know I think to have they always say the magic number's 50 50 episodes because I think then it, it proves that you're kind of consistently putting content out there uh, and I imagine it gets you much closer to your community. You know, you're speaking to those who your your community want to hear from, the industry leaders, right? They're yeah. sort of learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was when I was looking at, at doing it and we decided to split it into seasons because I, I don't know, I think it's more of a personal preference, but, you know, you see some podcasts and it's like episode 378 and I'm kind of like, there's no way anyone's starting at one from that, right? <laughs> Whereas... Chunks of, chunks of 50 kind of felt a little bit more manageable to, to me so um so yeah but obviously not all my doing we had a, have a team in the background that helps edit and promote and you know, all the social stuff as well so um so yeah absolutely i'm glad that you gave a shout out to your amazing team some of whom obviously we know on a professional and personal level so that's amazing so going back to ambition you've obviously built a, a global business and you've managed to do that through no actual cold calling as such so for those listening who might go, what, how, how have you done that? And what, what was the reason you've set your business up like that? In 2022, Vincheri joined forces with the Access Group. Vincheri has always spoken openly about their ambition 
to becoming the recruitment operating system. By partnering with a heavyweight who shares their vision of providing a single operating system for the front, middle and back office of recruitment firms, there are now no limits as to how far Vincere can take the platform and the experience they provide to their customers. Vincere will become the flagship CRM within Access Recruitment's portfolio of products. Same people, same platform, but with way more firepower. Now, Vincere is offering an exclusive deal for listeners of the Recruiters Recruitment podcast. If you want to know more information, send me a DM and we can introduce you. Um, so if I'm being really candid, the reason that that kind of notion started for me was um, I'd been out of the country for probably four or five years. I'd been off the tools from a billing perspective for probably a similar amount of time. Um, and when I first came back to the country, I, you know, I started to look at how people were kind of just operating. So I don't know what you're like, right? But if my mobile phone rings, even if it's a mobile number that I don't know, I don't mm. answer it, right? So th there was there was that, but then I was also thinking, if I'm being really candid, do I have the engine of building something from scratch to be, you know, trying to smash through switchboards, probably helped by the fact that we were sat in the middle of a lockdown in COVID. So calling business lines probably wasn't the best use of time anyway. So um, the the approach, you know, was was really simple. It was, you know, how can I create something that, people would want to a be a part of and b be associated with and and c would give us leverage into conversations that we wanted to be having um and that's kind of where you know we we just kind of rolled with the podcast and the events and um yeah and, and the rest kind of took care of it, itself really i think yeah i mean i think it's um so it wasn't necessarily by design but i i i really applaud your honesty and openness there because as somebody that's also been doing it a very long time the sort of doing something new from scratch and having to find what was it in the engine, you know, just finding that energy to want to do it when you know how brutal it is getting through gatekeepers and cold calling. So I love that that's your perception of it. And actually I agree with what you've just said there as well, which is why I think that the tr in the truest sense, cold calling somebody without a reason to, or an introduction to, I never take a cold call. I literally, you know, I'm renowned for it. I'll literally send a text going, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Who is this, please? And then you know whether it's somebody that you actually want to speak to. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they don't reply, which then you know it's just a, a random cold call that had no purpose. And other times it's, oh gosh, I've been past your number by so-and-so. Carl from Orbition said, you're great. Can you give me a call? And I'm like, absolutely call you straight back. So yeah. I think, I'm glad you used that analogy actually. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's even, I don't know what you're like, but my, um, you know, my voicemails on my, my phone are, are terrible. Like if, you know, cause it's get that much spam. I don't even listen to them. So it's, you know, I just think the way people use their phone and interact has changed, you know, and it all kind of went digital and, and, and social really. Absolutely. I mean, I, I actually, I'm renowned for it. Clearly that shows how you and I communicate on WhatsApp. That's what we do. We do voice, we're the voice note, voice note, king and queen of Manchester, I think, <laughs> but it's true. And I, my actual answer phone on my actual phone says, I don't listen to voicemails. If you want me, drop me a WhatsApp and I'll respond. 
and occasionally somebody will leave go I know you don't listen and I'm like I literally just delete it or then you find you've got 27 you're never, never gonna have 27 candidates that are in your inbox are you <laughs> now I think that's really insightful and I think you know you definitely read the room right actually whether it was by design or not that you know what your market clearly has responded to which is why you you know you have grown so significantly both from a you know a business point of view but also from a community point of view is that you've your approach has been different so have you got any you know our, our audience is very clearly split into from the feedback we get leaders we say aspiring leaders and those recruiters who are trying to build their own I guess their own personal you know desk and and following is there are there any is there any advice for anyone in 2023 as to what maybe you would do differently or what they should replicate from how you've built your your business um well I, th I think the, f the first thing to probably mention is that you know you the, the concept of a cold call is that when people you know pick up the phone to you they don't know who you are right so I, I think that was the that was the fundamental thing that I was trying to change and I've been trying to um make sure changes for the people that that I employ right so um it's not a case of saying we're never going to cold call because our business does right especially more so on the the candidate side obviously but um i think the whole per the whole purpose behind that is to to kind of build that brand and and reputation so that when someone does call them it's a little bit a little bit warmer right yeah, i think the i think the key thing to to all of that to you know there's there's a few things to it but consistency for sure, right? You know, I, I think I, I see so many businesses start this journey, right? And um, and ultimately, after a couple of weeks or months, kind of just fall off the wagon with it because they're they're expecting an uh, an immediate return, and it it doesn't it doesn't work like that, right? So you've got to be you've got to be consistent with it for for sure. Um, and ultimately, I think if you're looking at this as how can I add value and being genuine with that like how can i create something that adds values to people's lives and professional careers um that that'll take you practically all the way right if if you're if you're doing this exclusively because you you want to use it as a mechanism to get hold of people then you know you'll run out of steam with it and they'll run out of steam with it so i think that'd probably be the the biggest bit of advice i'd i'd say you know is just to You've got to do it for the right reasons and you've got to do it consistently. Yeah, I think that's just the message generally here. Just be consistent in what you're doing without a shadow of a doubt. So, you know, from a in terms of, I mean, I guess you've covered that in terms of pitfalls, but you you mentioned that before you set up Orbition, you'd obviously been involved with a lot of community-based, you know, events and podcasts. How do you see that changing in terms of, you know, how your market, whether it's specific to the data and analytics market or just generally speaking, how should we be involving, I guess, a more holistic approach to how we're building our our brands as recruiters? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020. And I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society. 
And no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An inclusion crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. I think that goes back to the kind of um, quest to be able to to add value, right? Um, I think, you know, historically, recruitment has seen its value add in presenting the best opportunities and or the best candidates, right? And, and obviously that that is part of the, the puzzle, right? Because you can build the best brand in the world, but if you can't execute and deliver for your clients, you're equally not going to last very long. So it, it's not a, you know, it's got it's got to be both both sides of the coin um but for sure um yeah but yeah i don't know it's a it's it, it's it's a tricky one um it's, it's about getting the balance it's a i think you've just got to yeah what what adds value to them you know and, and the concept of of thought leadership if you can be seen as that connector yeah. between you know the the value that people are, are getting and the source that you're getting it from and you can kind of become pivotal um as that mechanism for that to happen um you know that's been where we've had all of our wins as a business you know most of our business i mean practically all of our business comes inbound to us you know and it's not just um you know job ones and ones and twos in terms of jobs here and there you know we've signed you know hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of retain millions probably millions of pounds worth of retainers based mm-hmm. on clients who we're not connected with on LinkedIn, have never spoken to before, come to us and because they've said, you know, we've seen your stuff on LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. So um it it works, but again, it's consistency and, and doing it for the for the right reasons. And also, I mean, you you used the expression there, which a lot of people find a bit of a pet hate, but it, I don't have yet to find one that replaces it, this thought leadership concept. You don't set out to become a thought leader. Yeah. You don't. You you become that expert voice that's maybe an alternative because of all the other things that you've said that you've done so it is build, building the relationships it is actually delivering the best opportunity and the best candidate it is giving that value through your podcast events whatever it, whether it's newsletters there's so many different ways you can do it providing you know data on whatever it might be we don't actually set out to become a thought leader you become one because of all the other bits so i just i just had to make that point actually because yeah 
you know, it does get overused a little bit, doesn't it, on LinkedIn? Yeah. So that's that. I really appreciate your pragmatic response there, actually, because I think people think they can just come in and I'll just spend a load of time doing all this, and they're not doing all the other intricate parts of it. Yeah, well, I think that's a good point, right? And we have this conversation internally quite a lot, right? You know, the, we, we've managed to build something which gives us a leg up. I think that, you know, and, and ultimately it's nothing more than that. You know, yes, we've had inbound work that's come to us, um, and we get quite a lot of it. That's that's a great place to be, but there's only so much scale and sustainability within that, right? So um, ultimately, you know, it's it's a mechanism for you to be known in the market to make those calls, all those messages a little bit warmer. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, you still got to go about your normal recruitment you activity. You know, it's no, we're not we're not doing anything different on the back end. You know, we're still, <clears throat> excuse me, still mapping markets we're still identifying decision makers we're still getting them on a crm we're still coding them yeah. etc yeah no absolutely i too i totally agree with you and i think it's important that we we bear in mind that vanity can be the undoing of a lot of people so that's i'm glad you made that point now you're obviously in the data space and i think you know again reading the room of recruitment i think that more and more we're using data ourselves and analytics ourselves to improve our performance so i mean how do you think and and, and there is a definite love-hate relationship with it because generally speaking, recruiters are quite salesy, so they just want to go out and do it. So how do you think we can benefit from using data to our advantage? We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. Well, I don't, you know, I don't think recruitment is any is different to any other industry that's using data, right? You know, so the the the, the party line here is that organizations use data to try and make more informed decisions that they can then take an action on that that's ultimately what it is and i think that's you know the simplicity of that is probably why i enjoy this market so much because you know i have thousands of conversations every year through the day job and and the podcast and ultimately that's what it comes down to it's how how can us as a business improve performance so increase sales or revenue or make our process more efficient and what would every recruitment business on the world like to do? Just that, right? So I think really? it's about it's about utilizing the data that you can capture, um, yeah. uh, but then ultimately, obviously, 
using that and taking action from it because having data is one thing doing something with it is is another right you know so we have a big focus around um quality that's been our thing right so we as with every recruitment business you know of course we measure activity in terms of metrics and numbers of cvs and interviews and jobs and so on and so forth but we focus more of our data on the kind of um quality component so conversions right you know so as an example you know if someone's got a really high cv to placement ratio well somewhere in the middle is something going wrong right which then can allow you to dig deeper look into things and and make improvements so i think you know i think that the term kpi often gets bashed about in recruitment right because you know we don't have a kpi environment i I think if you're using it for the right reason then you know data is just another kpi um it is if you're in an environment where you're doing something just for the sake of doing it to appease a certain mm-hmm. metric, then that's, in my opinion, probably the wrong way to be using it. But, you know. You should be the oracle for recruitment then, because first and foremost, we all have KPIs. It's a key performance indicator. It doesn't mean call times. It doesn't mean how long you stood up ringing, cold calling somebody. It, it is the measure. I still yeah. KPI myself after 24 years. But I'm more interested in, and second point, on quality. Because for me, it's all about those ratios. It's all about the efficiency. If you've got somebody that's sending out 20 CVs to get a placement, they are not sending out quality CVs. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So I think it. I think more people listening, certainly those recruiters, definitely recruiters listening, that's how you become an expert recruiter. It's on quality. You still need to do the quantity of speaking to lots of candidates, you know, arranging lots of interviews for lots of candidates. But it's... You know, think about, you know, the efficiency of what you're doing. And then it's time, isn't it? It's working smarter. So I'm really pleased I asked you that, actually, because, you know, you and I love that your passion really came out there about why you like talking to data people. So that's good. You said in your intro and, you know, I'm sure there'll be lots of people getting, you know, possibly dusting down their passport thinking, well, now the world has opened up again. You know, I want to explore the global market and potentially either get sponsored or even move internally with their current company. So what would your advice be to, first of all, to any recruiter that's potentially going to move abroad and then also to leaders who are trying to optimise the digital nomad sort of concept? Oh, good question. Um, well, so I, I think on a personal level, if anyone ever gets the opportunity to to do it, then take it with both hands. Um, I think, you know, it can be... It, it's difficult because, you know, the... I, I personally think that the one of the key factors for someone being a good recruiter is to be in a market for a consistent period of time. You know, that's where you then start to get to, you talk about a brand and a reputation. So getting up and jetting off to the other side of the world might seem counterintuitive to that, but I think there, there are a lot of benefits from a professional development standpoint to live a new life, to learn something new, to work in a new market, whatever the case may be. I think, you know, holistically, that's probably made me a much more rounded recruiter, um, having had all of those experiences of working in different sectors and different parts of the world. So on a personal level, I'd, I'd say get out there and, and, and try it. From a leadership perspective on, you know, hiring people in different parts of the world, I think the the, the one big thing to look out for is the differences in kind of culture um, and how people are used to operating and working because that's been some of the things, you know, probably the most eye-opening thing for me living and, and working abroad is that just the 
the pace that things might move at in certain parts of the world versus others, you know, um, so how certain demographics will operate and, and, and how they live and their, what their expectations are and, 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 and stuff like that. So I think that's probably, probably the key thing, but that's probably equally said to recruiters as well, right? You know, you're not going to pick up, um, from Manchester or London and, you know, go to, I don't know, Australia or Singapore or the U S or Dubai or wherever you plan on going, it's going to be different. So, um, you know, you've got to take that into consideration. You know, it's really, really good advice. And as somebody who didn't do what Kyle did and as a more mature person in years, you should just go and do it. You genuinely only live once. You can always come back. Yeah. Just don't don't make that don't ever regret do, not doing something do you know what i mean yeah. got to yeah. go so if you're listening to this now go for it absolutely that's been really really insightful and you know we love watching you absolutely flourish you you deserve it your business and your podcast are just you know you're always giving value carl you really are and you're just a wonderful human being as well so thank you so much for giving time to us today and coming back on the recruiters recruitment podcast no problem at all thanks for having me